What up, y'all? How we doing? How's your... What the fuck day is it? Monday. How's your Monday going? We're here live. We got a special guest in the house. You guys could hear us chatting there for a second, so that's funny. Um, <laughs> but yes, this is Behind the Avatar. Um, and make sure you guys head on over to metaskins.io and pick yourself up. Oops, wrong screen leaking stuff all over the place pick yourself up a, a founder key show some love show some support and get some cool stuff coming your way for the sandbox and all kinds of other stuff in the future um but today uh we are gonna be talking with the one and only touche and if i can find the right button which i can we're gonna bring you on what's up brother what's going on everybody I guess yeah. I guess we already all know each other, kind of. But how's it going, everybody? Nice to see everybody here. Yeah. Thanks for it's... having me on the show, dude. By the way, I like uh, I like what you're doing here with this show. It's it's cool to get people um, on a more laid back uh, interface, you know, and like not talking directly about, you know, I don't know. I think we come up with different questions when we're talking to other people. You yeah. Know? Yeah. For sure. I I'm I'm really loving it. I I, I like. Um... Like you said, like the, the open conversation and not really knowing where it's going to lead, but just having a, a long form conversation, I feel like it just leads to some interesting things. And usually um, some I, I always feel like I learned something coming away from from the show. So, yeah, um, I'm assuming everyone in the crowd does the same. So, um, by the way, shout out, shout out, chat. You know me. I, I'm not great at keeping up with y'all, but um, <laughs> I see you guys in here. I'll do my best. I'll Appreciate, help you out here. Yeah. Appreciate you all for being here. I need a I need a Jamie or uh, a whatever you want to call him <laughs> <laughs> to to help out one of these days. But um, but yeah. So you appreciate me having you on. I appreciate you for being here. Um, let's start the podcast out like I always do, and uh, just give us a a brief origin story for those of uh, some people. Maybe don't know you in the sure. chat, but this will be replayed over other places too. How, so, yeah. How far back do you want me to go? <laughs> um, that's really up to you. We would, we don't have to go super far back. If there's anything interesting or cool in in your past, you can you can just yeah. Uh, I mean, I can sum there, up but... pretty much my. I can sum up uh, everything up until uh, Touche Studios by saying I grew up in New York, moved to Florida. It sucked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I lived there and uh, I lived 14 years in both places. Then I moved out to the West Coast. Uh, lived out here. Been out here for about four years, five years now. Um, and it's been, it's been awesome. Uh, when I moved out here, I decided to kind of do my own thing. I worked for, uh, I, I did marketing for a very long time and I did originally, I was out here doing cannabis marketing. So I was working with a bunch of different, uh, cannabis companies kind of doing their packaging design and all that and really enjoyed it. Um, but the nice. pandemic hit clients fell out, uh, a bunch of stuff happened and yeah, basically we were just exploring, uh, the, the world. Um, and one of my friends texts me randomly. I hadn't heard from her in a while. And she was like, Hey, have you heard about this NFT thing? I think your art would be awesome for it. And I was like, uh, no, let me look into it. You know, like I'll, I'll see what's going on. And at the time I was moving, um, from Oregon to Seattle. And so I was like kind of in the middle of moving and just looking at it on my off time. And in the process of that one week of moving and I've been in, I, I knew about crypto for a long time, um, but I wasn't really like heavily involved in it. Like my, my friends and I dabbled in it back when, you know, we were 
you know, in our early twenties and kind of just trying to figure out what this internet money was. Yeah. Um, and it was a cool concept and obviously we all wish we would have done more back then, but, <laughs> right? uh, it was kind of just like, you know, at the same time you kind of think back and it's like, we, we couldn't have, we, we didn't have money to invest right. into this stuff. So yeah. it's like, it's, we can't beat ourselves up too much about it. It's like, it's not like we didn't all say at the same time, like, I wish my parents would just give me a thousand bucks so I could put it into this stuff, you know, it's like, but, um, that kind of all, uh, led to, you know, I had about, a, uh, something like a hundred thousand Dogecoin that I had bought as a joke to my friends. Um, and I sent it to, you know, I, I got these little paper wallets that I had created and I think I had like a million Doge that was, I swear it cost me like 10 bucks. I maybe like, maybe like a hundred dollars. No, maybe like 50 bucks at the most. And like, I bought this million dollar Doge. No, it couldn't have been more than like $10. I don't even know. Someone, someone fact checked me. <laughs> um, so I made 10 of these little paper slips and I put a hundred thousand on each one and I gave them all to each of my friends as for, as a joke for Christmas. And I think, I think what it was is the value of each slip ended up being like $7 or something like that. It was like something, sure. something that you wouldn't think about or whatever. Um, and so I, on, in the process of moving over to Seattle, I found a box that had one of those slips in it. And it was worth six grand. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, I'm, I have no money in my bank. Like, no, nothing. You know, I'm in the middle of moving. Everything's like, how the hell are we going to survive, like, in Seattle now? You know, in the middle of, like, this marketing company's, like, dwindling. And I'm like, what do I do? And found the six grand. And I'm like, oh, okay, wow, this is, like, awesome. So oh, yeah. I used that um, to uh, basically create, uh, I, I got into ETH at that point. Uh, I turned that into ETH, got into, uh, um, I don't know if anybody knows a foundation. They're a marketplace, an NFT marketplace, yeah. uh, primarily for like one of one art. Um, and so I got involved with them. I started hanging out in their Discord. They made me a mod. Um, and so I got really like close with the people involved sold a couple of paintings for what at the time was like life-changing money, which is like, you know, 0.1 ETH, you know? And yeah. it was like, you know, that's, that's going to get me to pay my bills and like, I don't have to work for a little bit longer, you know? And so that kept on happening a little bit and then, um, found out about the sandbox, uh, got involved with the, well, at first it was funny because I accidentally got into the game maker fund, actually. Um, what I was, <laughs> when I want to, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so I I went to the website and I went to the like the uh, button to like create stuff. And so I downloaded uh, Vox Edit and Game Maker, and then I went to go press the button um, to publish to the marketplace in Vox Edit, and it said like I didn't have the rights or something. And it spit me to a page of like sign up here if you want to have the rights. And I was like, okay, like, and I I just thought I was like just trying to sign up to like be able to do stuff on their marketplace. Right. Um, and then. But it asked me a bunch of questions about, like, what could I bring to the sandbox? And I was like, I don't know, the fun guys. Like, I've been working with these cartoons for a while. And, like, I have all these stories for them and everything. And I was like, I just filled out this form just, like, you know, filling, trying to figure out, you know, why they wanted so much information. <laughs> and a week later, I got an email from Seb <laughs> that was like, hey, do you want to uh, join the Game Maker Fund? Like, your project sounds great for it. And I was like, sure, let's let's do it. Um, and then paperwork started happening and I joined the game maker fund and I was like, this is incredible. Now I don't have to work because now I'm getting, you know, right. help support from the sandbox and everything. 
Um, and yeah, I kept doing that. Um, about six, seven months into development of the game, uh, you know, things were getting pretty crazy. Like we were getting, I, I won a couple game jams at the same time. And so I was like, you know, this is pretty cool. Like I, um, it, it was going from like having no money at all to like all of a sudden I could like maybe get an employee. And so I hired Wayward around that same time. She like reached out to me. She was like, Hey, I like your project. I could definitely make some art for it. And I was like, you know, I was doing, at the time I had made like 200 assets for the game and I was scheduled to do like 300. And I was like, Oh, I need help. Like there's so much to do around here. And so she like reached out at the perfect time. And I was like, yes, let's do it. Like, um, help me out. And so that was basically the beginning of expanding the team. Um, and that's, and so now we're about, uh, there's, uh, I got Mr. Gnarls, who's like my longtime best friend nice. to join me. And then, um, yeah, we're about four people now and we're hoping to grow like exponentially right now at this point. Um, hopefully. So Heck it's yeah. been a crazy ride. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's, that's a, that's a wild story. Like, like that's probably one of the more u- <laughs> unique ways of, <laughs> of getting involved with the, the sandbox that, that I've heard so far. So that's, that's a, a, it just, a I great, mean, great no, 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 no small feats to the community. Right. Like I, the, a big part of that was like, I joined the game makers fund and immediately wanted to like find out more information. Right. And so I reached out to like, where can I find videos on this? And it obviously took me to Twitch and then Andy Ritchie. And then uh-huh. we started hanging out almost daily from like, it was like, I mean, two weeks later we were on daily discord calls and, you know, both of us bouncing ideas back and forth. It's like, it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the community around this, this project is not something to take for granted, you know? Totally. I, I feel like, um, that's one thing that me as a founder of a project as well, I, I think like my mindset was, cause I've been an entrepreneur for a while and like, I was kind of still in like the web two mindset of like, I need to, I need to do this all myself and like figure out it all. Yeah. And, and like, and, and like, I mean, I, I, I got people to, to help out, uh, where I needed it, but like, like that, I think that's such a big sentiment around the, the web three, uh, ethos of web three is that it, it can be a huge community, um, of support that you have if you embrace that. And, um, I've, I've learned to embrace it. I, I, I think I was just, I was so focused on what I was doing, um, that I wasn't really paying attention to the community that was being, that was being formed. Um, and I mean, I kicked myself for it, but I mean, what, what can you do now? Um, except for, like, I, like I said, embrace it and, and move forward with it. So like, I, I love this. No, I, think it's, I think it's, I think that's a huge challenge. You know, I, I think honestly it's, I've never worked with people to this capacity before. Um, I think that it's it's something that, you know, you. I think a lot of us feel the same way where it's like, if we can do it, we will do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we grew up in kind of like that mentality and, and you know, we're not wrong. You know, that that's, that is the way to like grow things efficiently and you know what you're capa- uh, capable of. And as a company, you know, you want to focus on those things that are within your skill set if you're trying to like really have a have some sort of impact on the company right otherwise it's like kind of let loose but it's like i think if we start letting go of some of these things it's like and trust people for their creative roles in there um it's it's amazing i I actually didn't i thought it would be stressful and instead it's as liberating as i mean it's amazing to just sit there and be able to 
actually function as like a kind of like a, a good like community right within a small subset of that it's like we really you know I, I i really try to focus on making sure that whoever's on the team is like you know really chill with each other everyone's getting along like everything's cool and it and it creates this like you're almost playing legos with your friends back in the day it's right. not really like we're working at a company you know and i think that environment is something that I hope doesn't go away anytime soon, mm -hmm. but it's what I think is fostering so much creativity at the moment where it's like, you know, I can remember a time where I was playing with my friends with Legos. It's like, Hey, I do this. And it's like, we're creating these really cool things. And all of a sudden you go back and then the next day you have even cooler things to talk about. And it's the same thing we're doing now, but with different building blocks. And totally. I think it's, it's amazing. It's a way to, it's something that obviously we could have never, I think predicted that would happen, but it's like, as it's happening, we're, we're realizing that we're all just playing around like kids again. And so a lot of people don't really understand what we're doing because, you know, and it's hard. I don't know if you guys have this problem too, but like, I can't wake up in the morning and play a video game and think that I'm doing any work that day. Like I feel lazy immediately. Same. And it's, it's a weird feeling to have to wake up and play video games <laughs> <laughs> because your brain immediately goes to this isn't a I, I should be doing something productive right now and it, and you're going I am doing something productive right now but I'm I my brain wants to hate me for it you know and uh -huh. it's it's all these things I think we grew up finding out like video games are bad for your brain or like either that or like video games are, are what are you doing all day playing video games and all and like I myself would put myself into limits when I was you know working a job or or work going to school or something, but I, I can't play video games until it's dark out, you know? Mm -hmm. And to this day, I feel that impacting me. Like, when I have to go in and, like, there's a game jam going on, and I'm going to judge the game jam games. And I feel weird going, waking up at 9 in the morning and going, all right, I'm going to play some games because I have to get this list done. My brain is fighting me the entire time. Um, and it's something that we have to, like, unteach ourselves in order to kind of <laughs> be able to progress with that. It's, it's very strange. I've never experienced anything like this, but it's an awesome experience, too, you know? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I resonate with that a lot. And I, it's like, and it still is hard for me. I mean, I, I ended up having to... to unquit my 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 job and go back to working um another job but uh but i'm still doing medicines on the side but um like the the like playing the video game and building it like i i, I always had like a weird resistance around it because yeah. i i felt like i like there was other things that i should be doing to like build the brand and build the business but at the end of the day like i sh should just been fucking building the whole time because that that is the brand that is the business and it was hard to like hard to get that to click i mean it took over a year year and a half and i still am starting to get it to click but yeah well, it's, and i mean it's weird and it's not easy i mean like it, let's let's be honest like over the last like year we all kind of learned a lesson that it's all not going to be uphill you know and, <laughs> right. and fun games uh and so like you know the, the the tough will survive here and i think the the interesting thing is that it doesn't so much rely on your abilities or so much so much so as how how well you can tell a story and how well you can sustain the energy to tell that story right because there's not there's not a lot of of complications to being able to build these games let's be honest like right. we can all kind of do this if we put our minds to it but what's really going to make people stand out is how how long are you willing to do this 
while things aren't going well, uh-huh. you know, because that really is going to make the impact when things do go well. Um, and so, and it's all like, you know, we're all kind of playing these like gambling game developer roles, right? Where yeah. we're like not really sure if our games are even going to be played by anybody because it doesn't necessarily rely on just us. Let's be honest, we don't all have the marketing that, you know, some other companies might, some, uh-huh. even some indie companies. How many games do you see on Steam right now that are like less than a dollar that no one plays? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we have to be conscious of the fact that, you know, our community is our core audience at the uh-huh. moment. 100%. And, and what we do with that community and how we really foster those relationships and what they say to their friends and how those word that word gets spread is really what we're trying to grow here. It's not, it's, it's pretty much only about that because if there's if without that there's nothing else. There's no one that's going to play these games, and if no one's playing these games, it's like, you know, you can we can wear a crown in a in, a, in an empty room, but what are you king of? Like, you know, so it's like, you know, we have to be we have to be really conscious of this, and so it's like I think the community behind this is is really something that we all have to like really pay attention to and, and try to foster growth within that. Try to figure out how to reach out to other members of other NFT communities that frankly aren't as good as this, you know, like you, you have to, you have to understand that like a lot of people in this space come in because they just want to make money and then they get really burnt out. And then a lot of things happen poorly for them and then they have nowhere to turn to, but like how many of us have ever complained about something that that happened in the sandbox? It's not about the sandbox's price for us. It's really about who's around us. You know, and it's like, I think that's huge. And so the more people we can kind of recruit into this huge community that we're we're trying to build, the bigger our games are going to be. And that's ultimately what it's going to be about. Yeah, I, that's so, that's such like a valid point that like the, the sand fam, like rightfully like named that, like it really is a family. Whereas like there are other communities obviously out there that have strong, strong communities, but like majority of the projects that i i mean i've i've been around a while i've seen a lot of projects come and go and like a majority of them are are like you said they're they're there they're there for the money they they maybe built up some sort of community around it but like as soon as things start getting hard where do they go nobody knows <laughs> a lot of a lot of well, because us. they have nothing they have nothing in common with each other right like uh-huh. that's the big problem here it's like the the commonality is hey i got this picture right Whereas our commonality is, hey, we're telling stories together. And it's like it, it's like we're all kids going off and running into different rooms, drawing something and coming back and going, hey, look what I made. You know, it's uh-huh. like and, it, and I think that that entertainment value, that fun that we both that we all get out of that. That's what's really driving this community, because at the end of the day, you never know what's going to what's going to happen. You know, we could all yeah. cre- someone could create something that you go, holy crap, this is so cool. Like everybody check this out. And then it gives you an idea to do something else. And then there's someone else an idea to do something. And we're all playing this. But what do you have in other NFT communities? You have this like dead silence weight of what's this project doing, uh-huh. right? And and a lot of times you hear these robust roadmaps and everything. And then you compare it to the sandbox and you're like, nothing holds water here. Like you you... You don't, you can't compare any community. I don't care what it is, the board apes or any of these communities on on Discord that have millions of members, whatever it is. Like you can't compare their interaction to anything that happens in the sandbox. And it's right. and without the sandbox even involved, like how how crazy is this community? You know, like 
I went to New York and, and kind of started meeting some people and started realizing like, this isn't just like online relationships. These are people that like are doing this, that rely on each other so much that, you know, it, it's all in our benefit. It's, it's created this really weird, giant workplace, <laughs> you know? Totally. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's crazy. I think the stuff that we're able to do here is far exceeded any capabilities that I thought I would ever have for sure. Like uh, 100%. you would have never caught me doing this two years ago or even thinking about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and to like kind of just ride along with that, like the, the camaraderie that has been forming among, among every, everyone that's in this space building. And like, we're all, we're all working on different things, but at the same time, like we're, we're one big, family that's like working <laughs> together but on separate things and like it's all like intermingled and like it, it's just a super cool like i almost like like obviously sandbox had a vision um and the ugc side of things was the main like vision but i, I can't imagine that even they um could have expected this to play out the way it has with how how um, how much the community has really come together to like support each other and help each other, each other figure things out. Like I, I feel like a big part of the sandbox success right now is based off of that one factor, and it's the supportive community that has formed around it. And um, I I don't spend a whole lot of time in in the sandbox like Discord or anything, but so like I don't know how that how that like community is, but. Um, the people that I I do interact with on a daily basis that are all met through the sandbox have been stand up people. So like it's, um, it's just cool to see all the all the awesome people that are just kind of like you said. We're all here to here to like play and learn and and figure things out together. And it's 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 just a fun time. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that if if you consider, I mean everyone's in it for the same reason, right? Like we're all trying to get in, you were all just trying to have some fun, make some games and hopefully make some revenue in the end of the, at the end of the day. Right. right. The fact that I don't think that sandbox could have predicted that we would all tap onto that experience more than we are. What's the value of this property or this? And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of that on discord and I don't really hang out on discord that much other than to maybe answer some questions during alpha seasons, but it's, it's, it's mostly the community that's vocal and creating things and the Twitter community that's around there and the Switch community and, and everyone that's like, you know, what we're trying to do here is make it so that, sorry, my talk is going to go nuts here in a second. So what we're trying to do here is make it so that if there is anyone new that comes in and is like, hey, what's this all about? Like, they see a lot of support around the stream they see a lot of support around the game and they're curious now they're they maybe want to get more involved and they're not so shy to maybe be more vocal where they are going to give support you know and, and say hey you know i do like this you know and it's a, a lot of people tend to be quick to the trigger to leave bad reviews but not good reviews you know and so you got to like foster good reviews you got to almost like say hey did you have a good time and people are like yeah you know what i did have a good time today and if you have those kind of people in your audience then you all of a sudden create bigger communities. You know, whenever someone accidentally stumbles in, you know, every season, um, every like alpha season, you see a lot of new people coming into the sandbox. And with that when that happens, a lot of those stay 
and a lot of other trickle away, and then the next season gets a bigger community and a bigger community. And that's what we've seen since season one, two, and now hopefully three, that this community gets bigger and, and this, like, core community that's being created on throughout all the Twitch streamers and everything, that it somehow, you know, tries to foster a bigger growth. And hopefully, as creators, we all take these unique routes that we're all curious enough to play each other's games where it's like, look, there's no com- competition here. We're not even... We're not even worried about how well our games do against each other. We're just worried about making sure that this community gets bigger, <laughs> you yeah. know, because if we do that, then we have a bigger audience to somehow hopefully reach out to bigger people. Like the the, at the, the biggest problem that we're going to have right now is competition amongst audience. Like it can't just be up to the sandbox to try to generate an audience, a user base, you know? Totally. So, yeah, I think that's, that, that, that's one thing that, that I've been trying to do. Um, especially on TikTok, um, is, is like try and get, get other, other people to realize what is going on here and why this is fun, why this is cool, why this is different, like why you should actually be looking into this and, and excited for it. And it, it, I think that that is kind of, I mean, obviously Sandbox can, can do marketing, but like um, until people see a community around something that is actually genuinely having fun and and being entertained and and everything that is happening here it not not no amount of marketing is going to um bring that big of an audience into something um without that community base so uh, we're all a huge part of of the success of the sandbox and it's cool to to it's good i mean that's kind of how like basically any any nft web3 project goes is if the if the community is behind it it's successful if the community is not behind it it sputters and sometimes goes nowhere so like it's (laughs) that's just that's just the name of the game and i mean right right now a lot of it is nft projects that are mainly just focused on um hype and when when's the price going to go up um but as as more and more things begin to develop that actually have utility as far as a game inside of the sandbox or or this or that like then then we'll start seeing the the cream rise to the crop i think is the the way you say that um <laughs> so yeah i don't know it's 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 a it's it's an exciting time and i'm, I'm excited as more and more people start noticing the sandbox and coming in but um one thing actually there's a lot of things i want to talk to you about um <laughs> first off though second off first off this just popped in my head I just realized that I, I don't know, and maybe it's just because I haven't been paying super close attention to it, and maybe it is out there, but maybe it's not, so just tell me one way or the other. Do we know when the season three is kicking off? No. no. So far, I think the I think the most information that we do know is that the uh, alpha pass that was revealed in the trailer says August 2022 on it. Okay. So sometime in August is my best guess, which is, you know, you know I would, I would doubt... You know, it's not coming out in July. I'll say that much. Well, just five days left. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And that's that. We'll we'll leave it at that. I don't. I don't. I don't know if you know more or less, but I'm not gonna try and. I truly keep, don't. I I, I truly don't. Yeah, yeah. No. I I I would I wouldn't be able to say, but I I don't know more information. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah i mean everything everything is coming soon um yeah coming soon tb tb tbd <laughs> um but um and then i guess then to segue into the alpha that we know is coming we don't know when um is there anything fun that's going on with the fungi fam that that we can look forward to i i, I I, I'm a shitty host. Yeah. I haven't had time to look into, <laughs> into into everything that's going on in your world either. So maybe this is already out there. But, but <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I haven't. Know. I haven't said much about what's what's coming. That's new. Um, the social hub will be back. I have revealed that, and I, and I don't know that I was supposed to, but the social hub is coming <laughs> back, um, and it will be um, much the same that everyone remembers. But there's a few new things in there that I specifically. Um, added um, for people that were coming in new. It's uh, there's the the map is slightly different, not too not too different, but there's more. Most importantly, there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to do on Twitch and everything. Um, we're going to do a few contests. We have a few things to give away that are pretty significant that we haven't been able to give away before. I'll leave it at that because I can't say much more. <laughs> cool, but. Um, so yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff on the Twitch streams on Twitter and stuff like that. And yeah, but it will be back and yeah, I'm excited about it because there's, there's something, there is something else coming that I, I can't necessarily say when, um, but I have kind of revealed it slightly on my stream previously. Um, but we will have, uh, some assets dropping in a marketplace drop at some point during, uh, the season as well. So very cool. That'll be exciting. I, I, I feel like I saw a hat or something. I don't know if that was. You might have seen a hat. I, I feel like yes. I saw maybe a tweet or something of a hat. That... It, so the hat, I'll show you. I actually need to send you this picture. Um, yeah, let me, this... let me know when you want things brought up on the screen. I, I feel like I'm dealing with delicate delicate information, so I'm not going to pull it up. In oh, no, dude, here. you're fine. Uh, if you want, um, yeah, that's just, I mean, if you want to talk about, that's what's coming in season three, really. Um, I have other stuff that's that we're working on in development that I haven't really spoken about or shown anybody about. Uh, but, um, yeah, if you want to talk about that, I'm happy to. There's there's a few ways we could segue into this. So I, I sent you two images there, the first one and the last one that I just sent you. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, got it. Um, first, first of all, do you want to give us just just so people that are watching that aren't familiar with with the fun guys, just like a a quick elevator pitch of like what it is and and what they can expect and yada yada yada. Yeah. Yeah, the fun guys is uh, my my elevator pitch for them is the fun guys is a local cast of mushroom folk that basically uh, get into some hijinks. They each have their own emotional personality that kind of takes over their persona, um, and the kind of the cast is divided into what you would expect a uh, a normal person's full emotions would be, just individually spread out into these mushrooms. So you are at the same time that um, in the, in, the, in in the, uh, the 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 meta behind the fun guys is you don't know if you're a player tripping out, figuring out, uh, talking to your emotions, or if you're actually experiencing these fun guys uh, for what they are. But that's kind of like the, uh -huh. the very high level uh, look at the fun guys. But in reality, they are these like emotionally driven characters. Worry has 
you know, his worries that kind of take over. Drippy is always crying about things and it kind of personas uh, a, a person and how they might be feeling, you know. Does, so I know that you have, while we're talking just about the fun guys, I know that you have the the original fun guys, um, which are available on OpenSea. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then you have baby fun guys. I have not been keeping up. I have a fun guy. I'm trying to. I'm trying to look up which. Yeah. Fun guy um, <laughs> no but... worries, dude. Um, I'll send you a screenshot here of all the fun guy babies that we've made so far. Yeah. So the fun guys uh, was my kind of like my. So as I said, like we, I first got involved in 10 FTs. I I learned about the sandbox, but before that, I did make my first uh, collection, and it was these trading cards that was like. You know, I was modeling them after uh, Magic the Gathering trading cards, but putting the fun guys on there. And I was like, oh, this will be cool. This will be something that people might collect and everything. Um, and as I kind of started thinking about, like, more ways to do this, you know, these PFP projects came out. And I was like, okay, I could probably figure out the code to try to, like, generate these. I, I know how to make layers in Photoshop. I know how to do all this stuff. Like, let me try to figure out if I can generate one of these collections. Um, and at the same time, Hashlips had created and put out their source code for how they did it. So I looked at their code and kind of tried to rewrite, put my parameters in there, you know, and put all the things that I needed in there. And it was like a month of trying to figure out how to get this crap to work. You know, I'm not a coder. I, I'm not a programmer at all. I don't know anything about this. Like, uh-huh. it was me just forcing my way, learning through, like, Google and YouTube videos, yeah. right? YouTube University. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> Um, eventually I got it to work, um, but my computer was like having a really hard time with the script where it was like, if I did anything, like I, I tried to do it like a 10,000 collection, it was just, it would just crash. I mean, the, the, I have a, I have a crazy computer and I have like 64 gigs of Ram. I mean, it's not the craziest, but the Ram was over exceeding its potential. It was just not good. So I opted for one of my lucky numbers is 25. I opted for uh, 2,500 because I was like, that's a thing my computer can handle that. Uh-huh. And it ended up being like some sort of uh, a little bit more of a unique variable. Um, and I ended up creating those. But like my my pitch for them is like, if you have a fun guy, what you're doing really is you're part of my, like, have you heard of the website Patreon? Of course. It, yeah. Yes. So the. <laughs> The way I look at NFTs, really, and these collections and everything is like, these, this is a new Patreon, right? Like, yep. if you if you have a fun guy in your wallet, that means that you are one of the people that support me as a person to continue doing what I'm doing. And in turn, I'm going to give you something in return because I want to, these other people that like what I'm doing. And so, like, this is how I'm trying to foster community, right? And the ultimate of that is the fun guy babies for me where it's like, I ultimately want to create a one-of-one piece specifically for you of what you want and what you like, right? I can't do that for everyone off the get. So for me, the way that I do this is if you have a fungi baby, you just automatically generate two Shaycoin every month. uh, All you have to do is participate once a month in the Discord by going and typing in a command and clicking the button. (laughs) I've been doing that. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah so it, that's like pretty important if you want to get the the touche coins and then the touche coins can be used to spend on making a fungi baby okay. and so and i'll the- i'll basically take two of your fungis and most of the most of what happens to the fungi is determined by the roles from the two parents uh, depending on the breeding white paper that i do there's a whole thing there um 
but then a huge influence on it is what you want. So we have, I, I've sent you a picture here of like the 17 fungi babies that we have right now, 18 of them. And each one is very unique, specific to what people want. And that's my favorite thing about this, right? Is like, ideally what I'm doing is creating something that someone wants specifically for them. You know, like it, they look at it and it's like, holy shit, this resonates with me because like, it means this for me, you know? And if that's possible, I'm creating art that someone will want to keep forever. And yeah. that's, that's amazing, right? So if I can do that, um, I can create very unique things. And I think this is like, as you know, I, 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 I can't speak to what other NFT projects offer, but in terms of what this, my NFT project is hopefully offering, this is like a very personal artwork experience, right? It's like, you get this like, very personalized piece of art. And then from there, we're going to continue making other things with these things. And it's hopefully very, um, you know, it's, it's different than just getting a, a, a random thing and being part of this huge community that doesn't necessarily care about you. I hope it's different for being a fun guy, you know, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do besides the, the sandbox stuff that we're doing. That's my hope with this art community that I'm trying to foster. Yeah, no, that's super rad. I, I love, I love that approach. I think it's super cool. And, uh, unique it's something i personally haven't seen from other other projects um i don't i i, I honestly i just i don't pay attention to very much anymore because me neither <laughs> it's like i just to do man yeah it's like I, I got a bunch of stuff to do on my own and i know the i know the things that i want to invest heavily in that i i have conviction on that are going to be successful long term and that's kind of my play as far as nft goes like i know there there is money to be made short term flipping and stuff but that's just it's not my forte. i can't keep track of that yeah. i can't keep track of that stuff i i end up i end up losing every time dude yeah i just i just put my head down and <laughs> yeah i just put my head down and just wait you know and like continue doing what i'm doing and eventually you know something good will happen yeah. <laughs> like that's I mean, my policy right now yeah that that is totally my 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 way of doing things too because like uh, the, i mean that's where all my big wins have come from anyways is like I, I buy i bought a few things that i had high conviction on and i bought multiples of them and i waited six months to a year and then they were worth a lot <laughs> and, then, and then i made uh, made good money but it was like like the the day-to-day -day flipping thing just i don't know it's yeah. just, it's just too much for me but um some some people enjoy it but yeah i i, I just I told myself <laughs> stop like there's there's other nothing. things you can spend your time on yeah there's nothing wrong with it i just don't got the time and like i don't have the time to do the, enough research to be able to do that successfully you know so it's like i'd rather leave that to the people that enjoy it and have the time and don't find it stressful and do things that for me like i i try to plan long term on things you know I, i'm not uh, a short term thinker i think it's i think it's important to be able to think short term but I have ADD and I'm notoriously terrible at it. So if I have a big picture in mind, I can generally try to drive myself towards something. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, short term, like flipping mentality is woof. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. man. I vibe with that a lot because yeah, the, the, the ADD, I think it, it, some people may think it would make it better because you're just bouncing from thing to thing, but it doesn't. You're just, you're bouncing from thing to thing and not diving in enough to know about any one thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're skimming the surface of everything, and yeah. and skimming the surface of everything doesn't really let you uh, figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What uh, what uh, now? I'm curious. So, how how long have you been doing art? <laughs> like, um, 
has it always been uh, digital art or was there a t other other arts? Do you have any other, other art work other than the fun guys? Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd love to um, see. Yeah, uh, so I'll put it up here. Um, the, <laughs> the, I've been doing art for a long time in the sense that like I, I went to school for it. I kind of like, like as a kid, you know, it was like my favorite thing to do is like I always wanted to do something related to it. My dream was always to have my own cartoon show, right? And my, my like, I, I wanted, like, a Cartoon Network show on cartoon. Like, I, I wanted something that was on TV with my own cartoons. And, and being an animator was hard because I wasn't a good enough artist. So I decided that instead of, like, trying to focus on animation, my ADD was like, hey, you know what we should do instead is learn all the things in art and just do each one kind of good. You know, <laughs> yeah. don't ever, don't ever master anything. Just do each thing a little bit good. And so I was just like, okay, I just, so I started skipping around and like, I, I mean, I did paper mache for a long time. I did like, you know, uh, sculpting and then I did uh, painting and then oil painting and then acrylic painting and then watercolors and then started trying to figure out what I liked most, uh, most. And around 2010, 2011, uh, well, in 2007, I originally took my first digital painting class with uh, my teacher at the time. His name is Eric Vina. Uh, shout out to Mr. Vina because that man is the key to the to my success these days. Because oh, yeah. he showed me that like I was looking at people doing these like digital art pieces, and I was like, damn, this looks crazy cool. But like computer programs are hard, man. Like how am I going to learn how to do this on a computer? And Photoshop was super daunting. And he just like sat me down one day. and was like, no, nah, check this out. Um, and I, I think within like a few days, like I had started learning the basics of like how to draw with like these tablets that he had. And we were looking at the screens and doing the things and I was like really enjoying it. Um, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like a crazy transition, like, oh my God, all of a sudden, but because I was, ba I bounced around so many different art mediums. It was like I picked up what Photoshop could do really easily because it was like all of those different art mediums were uh -huh. in different tools on the yeah. program. Yeah. So like you had your watercolor brush, but then you had your paint brush, you had your pen tool, you had all these different things. And all of a sudden you could combine all the things that you learn into one place. And I was like, holy shit, like, let me just dive into this for a little bit. And I got obsessed. And I, in 2010, I took my first uh, class that was on this uh, website called Schoolism um, by this guy named Bobby Chu who worked on like Alice in Wonderland and all these like things. And I was like, all right, it's a hundred dollars. That's a lot of money, but let's do it. Like let's, let's pay for the class. Took the class fucking amazing uh, time, like learning so many cool things. Um, ended up going out to meet Bobby in, in uh, Colorado, uh, taking an in-person class for like three days. It was like a seminar. That's cool. Um, and just, yeah, it was, and, and at the time I met like all these artists that like I had been learning from, but never, you know, obviously never thinking I would even meet them. And this, this school like kind of offered the ability to meet all of them. And it was just like, we went to seminars that there was like three of them that you got to chat with. And I, I remember myself, I was 21 years old, uh, 20, no, 23 years old, something like that. And I was sitting there having a beer with a guy who made Kim possible. And I'm, and I'm like Heck losing yeah. my mind because like, I'm like, what was going on here? Right. And it just, it, it, it struck me that to be a good artist, you didn't have to be very good at art. You had to be expressive at your own style. 
And I, and the question of like, how do I have my own style was like my biggest problem in my twenties. Like I have no idea what style is like, how do I develop my own style and art, like all this stuff. And I watched this really good video that was like, you know what you should do in order to develop a style is just draw the same thing for an entire year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bet. All right, let's do it. And I started drawing mushrooms and I started drawing like tons of different mushrooms and mushroom houses and little mushroom dudes and little mushroom things. And I was like, this is fun. And I ended up finding a cartoonistic style that combined a lot of these people that I liked style into one place. Um, one of my heroes here is uh, Scotty Young and he does these pieces. This is from, um, Oh my God. Uh, Fairyland. Uh, wow. I can't remember the game, the name of the book. Uh, my gosh, <laughs> this is going to haunt me. This is going to haunt me. Hang on. I will find this, but I was like obsessed with his art style and what he was like able to do with some, and you know, you now in the, in the age that we're in, we can like watch these people draw live and all this stuff. Um, and I hate fairyland is what it's called. Um, great uh, graphic novel. If you guys haven't seen it or heard about it, I highly recommend it. But, um, I was obsessed with his art style. And then this other artist, Alex Solis, uh, who has been now, you know, I got to meet him during NFT NYC and now I will be working with them on sandbox builds. Like it's just been a crazy ride where it's like, I wanted to be an artist and kind of create these cartoons but I never knew what to do with it because I was never focused enough on one thing to be like, this is what I want to do as a career. Right. Uh So it was like, how do I just mix all this crap together? Um, and that's what I was doing. So, you know, I, I was working as a graphic designer doing illustrations on the side and kind of didn't know how to combine those two things and then started a marketing company where I could kind of do both of those things, you know? So. That's, that's a trip. Like literally <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's super cool. I, I love, I love just kind of hearing like the origin story of the art. Like that's, that's here. I'll show you another piece. Like, so I did, this is like, I don't know if you see that painting right up there. Yep. That's like, you know, I did acrylics for a long time and a show that you can find on YouTube right now, uh, that's still up there. And it's, one of those things that you go, I should have taken this down, but I'm not going to because it preserves a memory. Um, if you guys go to my channel right now and you go to my videos, if you go past like 10, 20, no, 15 videos, you see a show that was aired four years ago called Tiny House Studio Live. And every Monday and Wednesday, I would come home and I lived in a tiny house and I would stream on you on, on Twitch. Um, I would make one full painting every every uh every twitch stream and it would take me like an hour two hours and it was like my version of bob ross but in a in a tiny house yeah my buddy was next to me and he would be playing guitar and we would be chatting and then you know i i was streaming to one or two people right and i was like and it was mostly to like who would become my girlfriend now and then like my mom or something you know and it was like um so it was like this funny like thing that it was like, I, I started doing that. I broke out of my show. One day I was like, the funniest thing is the video number one in the stream. Cause I'm completely silent. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was like, I, I don't know what compelled me to come home that day. And like put, I was doing it all on my phone. I put my phone up and I was like, all right, I'm just going to go live and paint this right now. And so I started painting it and I was like, you know, someone was chatting with me and I was just having, you know, like kind of awkwardly looking at the phone and everything. And I did the painting and I just shut off the video. And then I was like, I'm going to do it again. 
and I did it again and then again and then it was like now I'm doing the same thing that I was doing back then but now with the fun guys and it's like kind of come full circle where I'm now back on Twitch streaming to people and like if you look at how old my Twitch channel is and see the previous viewers on it like you can see those days of the tiny house streams and where when I was doing them and like one or two people watching and yeah. now I'm doing the same thing and I have this whole community behind it it's ridiculous I, I it's just a weird thing that's like happened where it's like none of this could have been explained to me where I would have believed it or been able to follow a path it all happened super randomly you know <laughs> right I mean that's that's life man I mean yeah. it's you right. always you always end up places and you're like I would have never believed I would have got here if you would have told me this five years ten yeah. years whatever ago like <laughs> yeah that's, it's, that's it's awesome. super strange yeah yeah, yeah I bet you it's like looking back it's just like when you start like connecting the dots and it's like oh like and like things like that like hearing those kind of stories and lots of different stuff from my my life as well like it's just like and this is totally my belief but it's like everything everything happens for a reason and yeah and sometimes you don't know that reason uh until 10 15 years down the road but eventually like you start connecting the dots and you're like oh shit like if i didn't do that i have a tattoo, then... I have a tattoo up here uh it's my mother's handwriting it says amor fati it's it's a latin saying that says it's basically love your fate um and it's it's a latin saying that basically you don't know what to expect so just love the result of whatever it is you know it's kind of a uh almost a morbid saying in some ways where it's like accept suffering and accept uh pain while you're going through it because something you know like your fate is your own you know like you can't control it therefore like love what's going on and and i think it's been an interesting model for me kind of in my life where it's like I never try to plan too far ahead because opportunities are often missed that way. Um, and I think that it's hard to explain that to people where it's like I might not have necessarily a 10-year plan. I'm really just rolling with the punches right now and I might be doing that for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, And it's it, it's something that to me is like chaotic but keeps me entertained where I think uh -huh. that I – you know, there's unlimited potential. It's still that like kid feeling of like, I might be a, you know, president one day, you know, <laughs> it's like, you never know what's going to happen yeah. um, because you just, I'm just keeping an open mind. And I think, I don't know, that, that's, that's really been the driving force behind all this stuff where it's like, if you don't say, eh, fuck it, let me try. Like, you're never going to know. And, and a lot of the things that we've been able to do so far has been that, you know, I, I yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird trip looking backwards, but at the same time, it's even weirder trying to plan forward from this stage, right? Because it's like, you see all the steps that brought you to here, where it's like, I'm not even saying that, like, I'm I'm anything, right? Like, I don't feel like I've reached, I mean, I've, I've been successful in my pursuits so far, but it's not like we're, you know, streaming to 100,000 people and, like, we're, you know, the sandbox is open and we're making millions of dollars. Like, let's be clear, we're we're we were we know how hum we, we were supposed to be humble here right like we're uh -huh. we're trying to establish like a brand within this ecos ecosystem and what's astonishing to me is that it's working right yeah. and that's what I'm um, that's what I'm proud of right now is that like people seem to be reacting positively to this which means it could scale which means that I could do this bigger I could do more of this and that's the exciting part to me where it's like I don't know what the potentials of anything that we're doing are these days you know, I'm just trying to plan for what happens with the windfalls and then 
the sky's the limit at this point. Right. Yeah, and, that, and that's the most exciting thing about it is that, that you, you don't know what's next, but like you said, the sky is the limit and anything anything can happen. Anything is possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. That thanks for thanks for just like sharing sharing that. I like side what Sparky said. I, I like what Sparky said here. I just told my kid it's not about waiting for the storm to stop; it's about learning how to dance in the rain. I love that. Yes. Totally. You always. That's. I mean, if you're not having fun. You did something wrong. Got to enjoy every minute, at least a little bit. What's this? Open C. I'm gonna click on it. If you steal all my stuff, I'm gonna come find you. But yeah, if you want to talk about a little bit about the games, uh, I could show you guys a sneak peek that I haven't shown anybody before. Yeah. Of two different things. Um, one is, I'm gonna reveal. Um, some assets that are going to be in the fungi universe game and the other thing is a game announcement that i'm revealing today um oh, that i haven't talked about before uh, but it's the next game in the lineup of the fungi's world so if you want to pull up the first image with the the panorama one yep got you one second Boom. All right. It's up there. You're just waiting. There you go. Nice. So that's uh, that's a first look into the funk. Well, second look, actually. I revealed an earlier picture on the Discord. But that's a first look into the houses that will be in the Fungi Kingdom, uh, Fungi Universe game. Um, thanks to Wayward for her amazing work on this. Like, I'm super blown away. But they look awesome. This is thanks, man. Yeah, these are all like functional houses that you're looking at here. Um, so <laughs> I'm really excited to kind of show people around. Um, but yeah, the, the the next game is shaping up to be really unique. Um, I'm so excited for it. Um, yeah. When I also I can I can I can, uh, I can also talk about a little bit about development schedule here too. So. Um, Obviously, we know Fungi Kingdom Social Hub is done. It's launched. We've all played it. Um, it's obviously still in alpha because the game hasn't launched, right? But we are still uh, we we're still adding things to it and everything. Um, but it is in a fully functional mode. The Fungi Kingdom game is currently in uh, like workshop of development. It's basically done in development. Um, what we're doing now is adding touches to it, and then but in terms of like the actual game functionality it's all set uh, and then we have started development on the next game which is what you guys are looking at here is the fungi kingdom universe or, or the fungi universe and that's the next game in the sequence uh, chronologically what happens after the fungi kingdom um, so the fungi universe takes place after that and it's uh, more of like a space exploration game uh, you guys are going to be traversing through different biomes and different atmospheres and i'll kind of leave it at that for now um, and then the next reveal, uh, if you want to pull up the next picture, is what happens after the Fungi Universe. So after the Fungi Universe, you guys are going to be playing a new game Wait, uh, called right? Fungi Discovery. And so in Fungi Discovery, you will play as a fungi, and you will, for the first time, play as a fungi and try to figure out some things about being a fungi. And I'll kind of leave it at that. This is a sneak peek of that. 
Um, this is kind of like, you know, it's going to be a very interesting uh, look into the lore of the fungi. And it'll take you into different, like, after you play the fungi universe, you'll discover a little, a lot more about who the fungi are and where they've come from and what's going on with them story-wise. And then this is going to lead you into you being a fungi after having all that knowledge. What do you do now, right? So, yeah. Is the is what we're looking at right now? Is that our character, or is that a character in the? In the that's game? just an example. Um, my hope is for this game, you'll play multiple fungi, multiple okay. different ones. Cool. You'll go through you'll go through different storylines of different fungi. Um, if you've ever played those games, I kind of switch between characters and kind of go progress through storylines like that way. Yeah. That's what we're aiming for. Where it's like you'll discover the true story after going through all the characters and like figuring out the end. Um, but obviously we need some functionality there, but I fully expect that by the time this game is even in development that we'll get there. We still have tons of development. So for those curious, we're in month, um, month 18 of development in the fungi kingdom and we're still going like, so it's been, obviously we're, we've been waiting for tools in that time. So it's not always been, you know, working, 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 but, um, yeah, so it, it's not a short amount of time to build these games, like fully functional, fully fleshed out, like hopefully two, three hour experiences if we play it right and then everyone does everything correctly. Like we're trying to create games that are more um, experiences and less like go in hack and slash, uh -huh. which will also have hack and slash games. But for the Fungi, a lot of the Fungi series core games are going to be this. And then there's going to be other games sprinkled in between that kind of link all these games together as well. That's super cool. I, I I like the the more experience. I mean, I like hack and slash. I like shooters. I like it. I like it all. But I I do like a good a good story that you can get immersed in and and play through. So that's that's exciting. Um, yeah, that, that's what I was shooting for. I think uh, I think something I learned uh, over the last like year is how important that is. Um, how important it is to have like something something some sort of story to tell going into this whole thing right like um game development's cool we can all make the coolest tetris game in the world but i think when you tie a, a story to tetris it all of a sudden makes people curious it makes people want to play it and and try to play your other games to try to figure out that link between those games and that's what i'm really hoping for is that each game doesn't leave people with the cliffhanger that makes them frustrated but makes them want to explore the next game because they want to learn more yeah uh and and if I'm successful with that, then hopefully people can will play my games for a long time. Um, that's kind of what I'm hoping for, is that every time I release a game, people are like, hey, there's more information about that thing that they left us with yeah. last time. You know, it's a next season to a series. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, that's... I I think that's a great idea <laughs> from, from a, from a, from a business standpoint and from a consumer standpoint, like that's what right. we want. We want, we want, we want to play something that we want to play more of. Like that's why we play video games. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And anyone out there that like is struggling to, I think that that's a big problem with a lot of, uh, uh, of our game developers out in the sandbox right now is that I think that, they feel like that's a typical task to, to accomplish, to kind of come with up, come up with like an IP that has a story to it and everything. But truly there's a million topics out there that, you know, if you find something interesting, there's people that find the same thing interesting. Uh -huh. So it's like, 
whatever it is that you do, turn it into a thing that you do in the sandbox, you know? And I don't know if that advice means anything to anybody, but if it does, if you thought of something during that, you know, like that's what you should be doing, I think. Uh, and I think that that's kind of what I did, you know, that's what's led me to be able to even be happy when I do all this stuff, you know, it's like, cause I'm still drawing the fun guys to a degree, but I'm now doing it in different ways, you know? Um, yeah. And so it still hasn't been a job to me. And I think if you can do something and you can tread that fine line of like getting paid for your hobby and it's still kind of a job, but your brain doesn't think it's a job. I think you're doing the right thing. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. No, I think you, you, you're nailing it and, and just keep on going forward with it until, <laughs> until forever, hopefully. But yeah, no, that's, that is the goal. I, I, I think that's always been my goal is to, to have work, not feel like work, you know? Yeah. Um, we have, I mean, we've already hit the hour point, but I was, I'm enjoying our, our conversation, but um, we should wrap it up here shortly, but I know we have a couple more, more things that you, um, that you sent over. So do you want to just yeah, hard, uh, hard segue into the, into the next one? Yeah, dude. So if you want to put up the next picture, um, the, so what I'm doing this month until the end of next month is we, I'm holding the fungi top 10 holder, but more importantly, this kind of, uh, this is also for everyone else that, um, wants to kind of join the fungi ecosystem. I'm also doing something fun for anybody that does purchase a fungi in the next, like for the next month until September 7th, which is the fungi birthday. Um, so anybody that does purchase that gets this, uh, fungi party hat. Um, and basically for, this is what I'm doing in order to figure out how we're going to, um, divide the, uh, the fungi family fort, right? So one of the core experiences for the fungi family is going to be the fort. It's a giant three by three social hub. There's going to be, all the play to earn that I host in the sandbox is going to be held there. Um, so anything that I do that's related to giving back to the community will be primarily hosted in that social hub. And the only way to get access to that social hub is by having one of these fun guys, right? So um, come in, I think, when we move forward to Polygon, as soon as we move over to Polygon, uh, whenever that happens, we'll be, over, we'll be sending over fungi family fort passes to everybody that has a fungi equal to the amount of fungi that they have. So if you have 50 fungi, you'll get 50 of these passes, and you only need one to enter the fort. So you now have 49 extra passes to give to people that you want that maybe not have a fungi or sell or whatever you want. So my hope is to kind of continue creating small little revenue streams where I can, where uh, another benefit to being in the top 10 holder is like, the, the penthouse that you get comes with five custom assets that I'll be sending you half of those assets so you can then turn around and put them up on the marketplace because maybe you only need one of them. So if, you know, if we mint 500 chairs, you can get 250 chairs to then turn around and sell. Um, and things like that will be a thing that... So I, I thought about this long and hard about how to do the fun guys in the sandbox. You know, what will we do with the voxelized assets? And what I've landed on is what I'm going to do is... The fun guys won't be your avatars. Eventually, we will create avatar versions of these fun guys. But for now, what I'm going to be doing is the fun guys are going to be functioning as NPCs. So when I mint them in games, the owner of that fun guy will get the minted assets after I mint them. And that lets me kind of uh, create this, this ecosystem where if you pay for the, the, the fun, voxelized fun guy with Touche coin, which is another benefit of the Touche coins, you have me create the fungi. I spend my gems and catalysts on it. 
and then I mint it and then send it over to you. Where there's another option that we're going to do where if you want, I can create the fungi for you, but then I just send you the Vox files. And as a fungi holder, you have the licensing rights to that fungi, and you're allowed to make your own fungi in the sandbox. Like nothing's stopping anyone here from making their own fungi in the sandbox. I don't have a problem with it. But if you want one that comes from and is minted from Touche Studios, this is the process to do it, right? Uh, and so, but at the same time, I still give you access to all your ass- minted assets. I might be keeping five of them to use in future games. I give you the rest of them, and then you can turn around and sell it. So we have a revenue generator with the Fungi Family Four Passes that you get one for each pass, or one for each Fungi, but you only need one. You get uh, generated revenue from uh, getting our assets minted and sent to you, where we spend our gems and catalysts. So you don't have to worry about that. And your Fungi get minted, and you also can sell those if you'd like. Um, so we're not just going to create one of ones with the fun guys. There might be 50 of each copy or 200 if you want to rent them in rare, you know, whatever you want to do, it's up to you. And so yeah. hopefully being part of the fungi family eventually creates it, uh, makes it so that you have enough assets that are generated from this that turn around. Maybe you're not selling it for a lot of money, but you know, you made your money back on the fungi purchase, which was like 25 bucks or right. I think right now they're $30, you know? Yeah, I totally. I, I I love that that approach. That 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 is definitely something that like I've juggled around too. Is like how can you how can you like create assets and then just give them to the community and allow them to to sell them? Like, I think that's a great way to do it. So yeah, I think you're you're rocking it. Um, that's super cool. We'll leave, we'll we'll leave it at that. I'm, I'm I'm excited to to see where everything progresses and where everything goes. Um, yeah, man. Well, gosh, this the, these hours go fast. I might have to have to turn these turn these shows into two hours one of these days. Um, but yeah, you might have to turn it into <laughs> a podcast. You know, yeah. <laughs> but this no. is awesome, man. I, I really enjoy this uh, kind of like long form conversation about everything. Um, obviously, you know, we're all family here. Like, come find me if you have any questions about anything. And like, I'm just trying to like every day. I kind of wake up and try to think, what can I do that's within my grasp, within my capabilities where I'm not overextending myself, but still being able to provide back to the community, you know, and, and, you know, if anybody has any suggestions about what they want to see coming to the fungi family for, or the the community, or if you want me to do anything differently, like I'm all ears, like this is just an experiment for me and it's working so far. And I'm just trying to make sure that it continues to work where, you know, feedback is critical at these stages. So um yeah i i thank you all thank you crafter man this is awesome yeah. uh thank you everybody who joined the chat i love you guys you guys are awesome and yeah guys keep me going yeah damn you you crushed that outro i i think we'll we'll leave it <laughs> we are just gonna leave it at that you you did the outro for me um make sure you guys go follow i'm sure you already are but if you're catching the replay make sure you you go follow um touche touche studios um, over on Twitter and where else, where else can people find you? Drop, drop that. And then we'll cut it yeah. off. Where can people yeah, find yeah. you? Uh, just, you know, go to touche. It's, it's good for the, uh, it's good for the algorithm. If you guys want to go to touche.com, um, that'll take you to basically all the links that you need to, uh, that's not my website. Don't go to that. That's, that's touche.com. Touche.com. <laughs> and by the way, the pun there, if you know, one knows is my last name is Shay. So. Touche. Touché. I don't know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny, but that was back when people knew my name. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah.
Well, right on. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for coming on and thank you guys all for tuning Absolutely, in, dude. hanging out, listening. It's always, it's always nice to have a crowd here. Um, and we love all you guys. Um, so yeah, appreciate you guys and y'all have a wonderful rest of your Monday and a great week. Bye everybody. Thank you so much. Take it easy guys. Peace.